smooth. <laughs> Welcome to Father Figure Podcast. Brought to you by fatherfigure.com where you can go and get some Father Figure merchandise. Father Figure in your life. Hey, did you know that every piece of merchandise at fatherfigure.pro comes with a $5 donation to the IWK? You would know this if you've already purchased because you got an email congratulating you for your donation. It's real. It happens every single time. I've done it for three customers so far. (laughs) So go there and get some merchandise and uh, feel good. Feel good about your purchase. And when you're wearing your merchandise, you'll feel good because it looks cool and you did a good thing. This morning on the podcast, we have a man by the name of Neil Steven. Neil likes to, he's famous for chewing his chocolate chip cookies until they become liquid and then gurgling them. He wears long gym socks until they flop off the end of his feet. We call them floppy socks. If you ever have the pleasure of using the toilet at the same time as Neil, he will generously cross the streams with you. And uh, what else? Oh, he likes to squirt his mini sip on top of his hot dog because, in his words, it's all going to the same place anyway. Neil, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> well, it sounds like someone had a good conversation with Kim this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's just memories. That's just memories. <laughs> it is all going to the same place. <laughs> so who cares? <laughs> now these taste buds have grown between me and that place. That it does. <laughs> I, can, I can just remember me and Pat just like watching you eat your lunch. Be like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> but you always had a special way of doing things. Oh, uh, that's a nice way of saying that, something like that. <laughs> you always had a special way of doing things. Yeah, that Neil. special way, that Neil way. Uh, I. uh was an odd duck. I still am. Yeah. I'm an odd duck. But, you know. What was your position at, um, you were in the student union at, um, X, right? Yes. And you were the communications guy? Yeah. That's what they, that was on your business card? Communications guy. <laughs> I'm the communications guy. Uh, uh VP communications. Great uh, title for, for that age. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's how I used to describe you. It would be after basketball. Yes. Like Neil. He plays for X. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's the VP of communications there. That's how it would go. Oh, really? It's like, yeah. Is that important? I think so. Think <laughs> to it's eight how, people. It sounds important to me. <laughs> it's important to eight people, and six people think it's neat. Got him a sweet venue for his wedding. True. Yeah. And a nice office. Oh, you had a good office? Yeah. Those are great jobs. I can't speak highly enough of those opportunities. Yeah, have a chance to do something like that. Always do it. Just also, you and Kirsten need to be congratulated for your. I don't. Maybe you guys learned it from somewhere else, but like, first of all, the New Year's Eve wedding. Great idea. You can never forget your anniversary. Correct. Do you know that I have a really good like line here? Yeah. Uh, just. It, Christmas is obviously December 25th. That's yeah. when Jesus was born. Right, of course. Our Lord um, and Savior. Yeah, you know, and uh, the, well, his due date was 28th. 
but he's a little early. Okay. Uh, and Mary was like kind of pacing and stuff, and she got her app out. She's she, she was tracking her right. uh, her uh, attractions and everything. Yes. Um, them. And, and what was and, uh, uh, what was Joseph doing? He was just kind of drinking annoying. beers. He was, like, he was like, just put it down. <laughs> it's gonna happen. What's gonna happen, yeah. Mary? <laughs> he's all texts. Like, Why do you have the technology yeah. in the in the I'm manger? I'm not even sure if this kid's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, Mary, you gotta admit, it did happen under yeah, interesting circumstances. Yeah, like, I don't even think we ever had sex before. <laughs> <laughs> we laid down on the couch that one time watched Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be an awesome remake of the Nativity Story. It would be, a, like, a modern one. <laughs> like a drunk history version of it. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, let me order this food, okay? All right. Well, this food that I'm going to order. Hi, can I get a large tea with milk and a medium coffee with two cream? That's Father Figure.pro. Pro. Father Figure Pro, where yep. you can go to show the Thank world you. that you are a father figure. I think that the person she taking the order was ridiculous. a bit annoyed and confused with what you were just doing there. <laughs> what, butchering a, uh, a little uh, jingle? Yeah. I think she was like, Do you want a father? Uh, you're trying to get a father? She's like, I can't help you with that. Some of the fathers on the hockey cards. <laughs> yeah. Some of them you are fathers. hockey cards? <laughs> Some of them are fathers. Anyway, Christmas 25th, uh, uh, wedding anniversary December 31st, Kirsten's birthday January 12th. I have to give a damn about like dates for Three two weeks. and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'm on the. Although now I, I with two kids, you got to remember those. Yeah. I'm terrible at remembering dates. Oh, that's actually similar to me and Katie because. Well, Christmas and New Year's, you can't forget those ones. But then Lachlan's birthday is the 15th, Kay's the 31st, and mine's the 2nd. So we're all kind of like lumped into the same. Mm. That's we're, right. all, we're all Aquarius, I think, because he's on the 15th. Does that make him Aquarius too? I think it does. Maybe. maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what gender and sex has to do with it. Aquarius. Hello. Always, it's always depressing when you use Visa at yeah. Tim Hortons. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, you do. things that bad? <laughs> no, it's because you're, do, you're doing it for the points. Uh, I am absolutely definitely not doing it for the points. Well, I pretend that I'm doing it for the points, and this is why. This year, Christmas time, I bought Katie a sweet paddleboard, which I have no business buying because I think they're incredibly expensive. Like $600. Yeah. But she really, really wanted one, and I, I don't think I could... I just can't bring myself to buy with cash a paddleboard for $600. I feel like $600 can go to so many more better things. But I, for whatever reason, I had no problem buying it with my points. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Couldn't use those points for anything better. Even though there's a little guy on my shoulder being like, are you sure, man? There's Costco cards for like... And I was like, nah. <laughs> nope. These are points. Free money. So. It's earned money. Yeah, no. it's kind of like you're giving yourself a little gift for spending. Yeah, well, I'm giving Katie a gift. Yeah, yeah giving Katie a gift—that's really like giving yourself a gift. In the yeah. total, like you don't ever get a gift at the end of it, kind of way. Right. <laughs> yeah. It all goes back into the box. Um. Joseph, where's my heating pad? <laughs> oh man, do you, you remember? You clean up the straw. This manger's a mess. Do you remember your? Both of your birth stories, like your birthing days when you gave birth. 
Because you're in this together, right? Yeah. When you were both pregnant, I love that too. We're pregnant. Really? Who's actually pushing it out of their body <laughs> and letting it live in there for yeah, forever. and then feeding it with their body? I uh, thought that the pregnancy period, especially like the the, uh, the term, the nine months, I found it. Uh, I've never really said this, but disturbing. Did you? Yeah. Human being growing inside another human being oh, all the time at yeah. all moments. It's so weird. crazy. Weird. It's a full other person, too. Yeah. It's it like... comes out, he's like, yeah, these are eyes and a nose. Yeah. What's going on? It's crazy. Yeah. And that's how it's done. It's so normal when you see other people do it. You're like, yeah, it's cool. You're pregnant. Yeah. And then well, what's happening to your wife, you're day. like, there's a little guy in there. She's like, yeah, he's in there. And you're like, can I touch him? <laughs> so like, yeah, sure, you can. Punk, That's the other thing too, punk. right? Oh, everybody wants to. Oh, yeah. yeah, touch your yeah. yeah, it's like you can. Yeah, you can. You're his father. Go ahead, touch him whenever you want, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then there's like those old ladies at Walmart that are like, "Oh my god!" One time we were in Cape Breton. Look Bretton. at you. Yeah. One time we were in Cape Breton, and this is when Lachlan was pretty young. I think he was about six months old. Oh, can you uh, stabilize and control? Yeah, I got to tell you, I think the uh, audio scenario on this podcast has. Uh, Rest. It has, so that's why we're going back to the snowball until until we get a good, good amount of uh, revenue generated from FatherFigure.pro. That's FatherFigure.pro, where yeah. you can go to show that you're a father figure in the know. Yeah. <laughs> then we're, hey, that's great. That's a good one. VP communications level. I got <laughs> uh, that one for free. You were listening to my jingle earlier. I had to make up for that. <laughs> um uh, yeah, so we were in Cape Breton. We were at a standard hotel with Locke, and it is when he was like, he was younger than six months old. Because at a six month point, we got the all clear. Like, he's a regular kid, do whatever the hell you want, right? Oh, so we like. Oh, that must have been amazing. Oh, yeah, we immediately took him swimming in a dirty swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, immune system. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. But before that, it was like, dude, if you're going to touch the baby, no problem. Just wash your hands, sanitize, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. We COVID before COVID was COVID. That's why COVID's not been a big deal. Man, we've had, when we took him home, we had. You're such friggin- an early adopter. I know. We had the Lysol wipes and the friggin', uh, what is that stuff? This, you know, the, what's that stuff called? Squirt stuff? Yeah, the, like, a disinfectant spray? No, but, like, for your hands. Antibacterial soap, antibacterial, uh, yeah, uh, uh, hand sanitizer? Hand sanitizer, yeah, we had the bottles of hand sanitizer all over the place before, so when COVID happened, we were like, oh, we're going back to this. But anyway, um, so, but we were in... I going to breakfast at uh, at this uh, hotel in Cape Breton, and this old lady like just comes up to me, and I'm holding Lachlan, right? And she's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, little baby," and she puts her hands out, right? And I'm, I just looked at her like, not in a rude way, but I kind of gave her that look like, if you think I'm fucking giving you my baby, you, like you're nuts, lady. Like I'm not handing over my baby to a stranger. And she, it was an awkward like few seconds of her just she didn't want to yield, and I was not giving her my baby. You know what I mean? And so then she just eventually like just folded like her you, hands. I like how you just described it as not rude. Well, like <laughs> there's only I, one I, way I was, to make that face. I was smiling because I wanted her to enjoy. Like she just. It seemed like she was like Lachlan was in a good mood and he was cooing and stuff and like oh she there was cooing there was cooing happening oh. and she was like enjoying that part yeah and so I was like okay I was just smiling at her right like uh, yeah so you had like the crazy smile eyes like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're nuts lady yeah, yeah. Uh, 
smile like I'll like smile down here and like business from the nose up. You know what I mean? <laughs> are the windows to the soul. Really? Yeah. That's what they say. They say that the eyes are like windows to the soul. Yeah. To the soul. And what does that make the other orifices on your body? If the eyes are windows yeah. and you're accessing the soul, like, what are your uh, nostrils? I bet you they're like... Are those like, uh, like uh, stove vents? <laughs> Well, they go. They're also inward, right? So it yeah, be, true. It has to be like, like an the, intake, like the heat exchange, like uh, yeah, like uh, they're just exchange. getting way more mechanicals. Like it's like the nostrils like, are the air exchange. Yeah, the supercharger. You're like the turbocharger to your soul. Turbocharger. <laughs> but they kind of are because turbocharge your soul. <laughs> Smell this. But <laughs> but did you ever? Um, did you ever smell something and it brings you back to like a, a absolutely time and place? that smell is a huge yeah just a like a, what I always find a very simple but interesting branding thing if you've ever been in a Weston hotel mm. there is a very distinct smell for every Weston oh really they all have the same um, and uh, is this done on purpose absolutely huh. all the uh, lobbies of every hotel have the same mechanism that uh, dispenses the air like. Is an air freshener basically to smell it like the Weston? Really? Uh, they have certain soaps that are like very that are that are part of that group of smells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smell is a huge thing. Like um, one of the interesting things about Starbucks, the way they were able to diversify their menu, mm. um, but not lose the smell of what Starbucks coffee smells like when you go in. Right. Um, the, the CEO like was a, a crazy person about the technology that they brought in there. Really. Yeah, because like so they wanted to make stuff that had like melted cheese or something, but they had to have special oven sets that that, that got the air out immediately. Mm. Um, that's so like the difference between that and Subway, where Subway has you know, smell all the shit. Yeah, Subway smells different now. I thought yeah, it's not bad. When I was a kid, it was like it punched you in the face when you opened the door. It was like, oh, we're in Subway. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're getting some pickles. Smell and- fresh, bitches. Yeah. And I liked it, but I remember you couldn't go there for lunch at school. Do you remember that? Like in, high, in high school, you could go to any restaurant you want, any restaurant, not Subway. Because you went to Subway, people were like, oh, you went to Subway. They would smell it on you. <laughs> couldn't do fish and chips either, but nobody want, Nobody would do that anymore. That was a really good, uh, that would make for a really good uh, bit. Mm. Very universal. Like the way you said that, oh, mm. like, uh, you went to Subway. Like I remember hearing that so many times. Yeah. Oh, you went to Subway? Or, or like when I was a kid, I had a deep fryer. We had a deep fryer in our home, which is like the worst appliance you can buy for your family, uh-huh. um, because you just start experimenting. And you have, you guys have a deep fryer, don't you? Yeah, of course we do. <laughs> have you met my wife? We have every sort of uh, confection well, uh, making uh, and uh, uh, food processing tool that has been conceived by the human spirit I, exists I, in my kitchen man. <laughs> of course you have a deep fryer um, but like when you're a kid and you have a deep fryer all you do is eat fries for lunch that's all I did anyway you guys at your home did have a quality uh, percentage of food associated with deep, the deep 
fire. Yeah. And, and then you start experimenting. That. Start experimenting. Like my brother Chris, he would like wrap little like uh, cheese, like cheese and, pr- and pepperoni. Yeah. In, like in like those Pillsbury, uh, like. Oh my god. Those like things, yeah, right? Like, like make the, little the balls. Little flatbread things? Yeah, and then you make little balls and you deep fry them. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like cheese bomb. Like oh, cheese, but I guess you're supposed to bake cheese. those. You're supposed to bake them? Well, when you deep fry them, they're freaking great. <laughs> oh, I bet they're great when you bake them. Yeah. Oh, man. Deep frying. Deep frying dough. Donuts. Yeah. Yeah, the deep fryer is uh, a little. It should be a treat. I just gotta also say, if we were on an airplane or like at the movies right now. Yeah. You'd be like, first of all, you're man-spreading. And, <laughs> Can and you man-spread in your own confined compartment? This is a shared armrest. Yes, but you're you, like, you've tasked me with holding. But your you're like, shite mic here. But you're like, but you're like, I'm six foot six, which has been your excuse for everything, by the way. Correct. All your, all your like social deficiencies are like, well, I'm six foot six. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to be an asshole, Neil. <laughs> Hey, I'm six foot six. Oh, okay, I get it. I have expectations to keep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've sold cars to guys that are like, "Well, I'm six one, so you know, I, I gotta have a truck." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm six like two, like I fit in this car." <laughs> yeah. We had a Toyota Corolla and we had a uh, Passat. Yeah. There you go. Those and I enjoyed cars. them both. I mean, getting in and out. Like if you're tall, it kind of sucks, but whatever. I can see, like, if you have an issue with your hips, not wanting to be in a low, for sure. Because it does suck. You kind of roll out of these small cars. Yeah. Your belly hits the ground first, and kind of like bounce up off your belly. Spring, springboard. Boing. <laughs> sound effects on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. George Hugh. Yeah. Uh, when are we gonna talk about? My tuck tuck. As soon as I watch it, which is gonna be very soon. Oh, that that is that really grinds my gears. I know. I know. All right, but you didn't watch my videos. You talking about watch your videos? Holy <laughs> Jesus! Every Venus Project <laughs> thing produced. Okay, here we go. Yep. All right. All world. Yep. Work together. Sure. Sum <laughs> this up in five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, another um, one of these, eh? <laughs> I know. I should. I need to watch it. Can uh, you give yes, me the coals? You need to. No, I'm not giving you the coals. Should we watch it right now? Uh, yeah, I think that would be particularly interesting for all the uh, folks listening. Second, secondhand listen to uh, <laughs> something they can't see. <laughs> yeah. With all kinds of visuals. Well, I'll tell you. No, man, I want your feedback. That's why I'm asking. I like you've done a lot of that stuff, and I uh, just want to get your take. How come you haven't shared it on like social, social me? Because I need to do some editing to the final piece. Uh, the the video that you can watch now, we did it remotely. It was yeah. right when the numbers started to spike in, like right around that thirty-seven cases. Right. I was supposed to be in the sanctuary down there doing it live in front of a bunch of people, mm. but everything kind of shut down, so we flipped it and I did it remotely so the guy introduces me and stuff from down there oh. and uh, it was just really uh, the, the sound was all screwed up okay um, there's a lot about it that just kind of sucked mm. but uh, they recorded it again after okay. the intro I gotta splice them together and stuff make a 
to the landing page and stuff. Mm. But we're going to be promoting the next one with Danny Graham very soon. Danny Graham. Danny Graham, you know Danny Graham. For those who don't know Danny Graham, myself included, who's Danny Graham? Danny Graham is the uh, former leader of the Provincial Liberal Party. Mm-hmm. And this isn't like a political thing. He's now the, uh, the CEO of Engage Nova Scotia. Oh. Uh, so he does a lot of work around future planning uh, in the province and, and uh, how to approach making uh, important long-term decisions mm. and what people want. And, you know, I, I don't know, honestly, really what he does. I don't really know enough about Engage Nova Scotia. But he's a very interesting man. Right. And uh, he'll be speaking uh, in February. So we're going to update the website and have the final piece with the edited uh, version of the my presentation mm. there. So when we're promoting him, and you're like, "Well, what's a tuck talk?" You can look up, you can watch mine. Like, "Oh, okay, I kind of get it." And so, what's he talking about? Uh, you know what I mean? What does tuck stand for? You know what I mean, Vern? Transformative, upbeat conversations. Like Ted. Um, Technology innovation. Oh, it's a, it's absolutely tech, clearly, yeah. but it's for Trinity United <laughs> Church to use. So it's tuck times two, right? Like it's tuck talks. It's uh, they started it a couple of years ago. Cool. Yeah, it's a really nice way to just get the community together and, and have a deeper conversation. Q and A was really good. Anyway, I think you'll find it interesting. <laughs> so watch it there, Geo, and give me some feedback. It's on my docket. I'm gonna have more opportunities to do it. I want to refine it, and like this is like a to me it was like a first airing of a of like a keynote. So anyway, cut this whole part out of the podcast. <laughs> Not very interesting for everyone else, but uh, you can't. That's the beauty of podcasts. You gotta yeah, let, them, let them run. Well, anyway, so here here it is, folks. I built a 45 minute uh, keynote presentation with visuals and all this stuff. It's all about. Uh, that's uh, at least as interesting as the last 15 seconds. Yes. <laughs> but it can be terrible. <laughs> anyway, my good friend George still hasn't watched it. Yeah, it's and, true. Uh, and I would but like it's not because I don't care about you. It absolutely is because you don't care about I me. don't care about you, but that's not the reason why I haven't watched the... No. What is the reason? Are you um, telling me you haven't had 45 minutes to listen to something in the background while you... Uh, do whatever. No, most of it is that I keep forgetting the address, and then I'm like, I uh, oh, text. just distribution. I'm just gonna text Neil and find out what the address is, and then I'm just like, ah, I'm doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the reason why not like everything gets, you know, why everything doesn't get done. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, here's a question. Yeah. Uh, I want to get your help um, to publish my bootcamp. My, oh, my interviews. What my, it, you are yeah. publishing it. No, I'm not. Aren't you? You're putting it up. People are contributing, getting on. Um, what do you mean by publish? I mean by publish. Like right now, it's at 8 o'clock on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Yeah. And, and you're not recording them? Uh, some of them, I've got a bunch recorded, a um, bunch of the interviews recorded. Right. What I want to start doing is posting the interviews as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, That's easy. Yeah, it's easy to you because you've done it before. I've never well, done it. I, I'm quite did impressed it. by how you've done everything. Your I've done it figure. twice, so I'll show, I'll show you the I'll tell you the hard way and the easy way. The hard way is uh, to build your RSS site yourself, right? And every time you go to load it up, load your podcast to a new 
like like iTunes or Stitcher or like there's millions of them. Yeah. You have to they'll you'll like you'll send them your link, and then they'll be like, okay, we tested it. You need to change like these things, and they'll give you feedback. Right. right. It's, it's a lot for me. The first podcast that I put up it took me a long time because I was making all those adjustments myself. But there's also services out there that they already have it figured out completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like now I just subscribe to RSS.com. It's twelve dollars a month. Um, and you, there's also a push button. $12 a month. Yeah. So it costs you $12 a month to have this thing that eight people are listening to. Correct. Yeah. Oh my God. But I've spent... I gotta get over to Father Figured Out Pro. But I've spent $12 a month on far more destructive habits <laughs> that I enjoyed yeah, less. Right, we affirm that. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm... How yeah, I'm doing like that. it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay, like, so RSS. Instead of playing online poker, let's say, for some guys, I'm doing this. Let's say there. there now I feel good about the 12 bucks mark. <laughs> but the other reason why I feel good is because it's literally like, when I'm done this, I it will take me five seconds to put it up on there, and then it'll instantly be like on iTunes, Stitcher, like Spotify, Google. Like it'll be everywhere right away. Uh, I can add, now they've just, they've, they've um, this is sweet plug for them, by the way, but they've uh, also updated their thing so you can put artwork on the actual like episodes now that you couldn't do that before. Oh. So that's good. You can put a unique artwork on each episode. Um, and they what take care. What are your care. thoughts on that? I like unique artwork for each episode because then like, for example, like we could take a picture when we're done here and it would be like, neon, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is us. You know, doing yeah. it today. You know, so I kind of like that. Um, <clears throat> and then I like the main artwork one, which is different. And then the other thing that it does is there's a push button monetization feature. So once you get over like 150 consistent viewers, yeah. you literally can push a button and you start making money, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't. You can push that button whenever you want, but they, but like people that I've been kind of following recommend like you should wait until you get about 150 consistent listeners. Uh, and listeners being really downloads. It downloads, yeah. 150. Or like on Spotify, a lot of them are streams. Because a lot of people, for whatever reason, Spotify users do streams. It's so weird. So when you look at the, um, at, makes fun of me for pronouncing this word incorrectly, analytics. Is it, uh, no, analytics. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the analytics of you all of the. anal. Yeah. You're nervous. <laughs> right. You're a good Catholic boy. Yeah. So when you look at the analytics of all the different platforms you're on you'll yeah. see the way people consume it differently it's really weird like spotify users most of them only stream itunes is all downloads like yeah i think it's the nature of how those apps work work yeah yeah spotify i, I always associate spotify with streaming mm. and then with my podcast the weirdest one is the actual rss feed itself for whatever reason people like to go to the main like the like source page yeah of where it's being hosted to listen to it really yeah yeah actually i've done that myself because that's how you were sharing it earlier on yeah when it like because that's the other thing when you first put it up if you want people to start listening right away yeah you it takes a couple hours for it to be like spotify is pretty quick spotify is like 15 minutes but itunes can be like three or four hours sometimes i don't know why it takes them so long to get it up but I think they have they have more gates you gotta pass. Yeah, you know I mean? probably. Like they have more like that quality gates. Surprise me. Yeah. It also when you first produce your podcast and put it up, iTunes takes like three days before they'll approve it. So I think someone actually like listens to your first episode or something. Like a human. No way. I don't know. Well, it takes like it's three or four too days. Too much volume there. Yeah, true. 
You imagine that was your job. What's your job? Uh, I listen to morons trying to be podcasters. Yeah, and then I, I either approve or decline them. <laughs> Censorship. Yeah. Well, man, actually, I listened to this thing. I can't remember who it was, but it's someone who, um, I think it was Edward Snowden's book. Maybe it was something else. Anyway, but it's guys who, like, watch. It's police work, right? And they watch people, <coughs> people's, like, online camera interactions and stuff to see if they're... See if they've broken any laws, basically. What? Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, they, they have to sit through these horrific, like, scenes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah. So, like, it's, that's a whole, like, that's a whole group of people that are doing, that are kind of doing good work, but, like, they're self-sacrificing because they're really, they're damaging the hell out of their own brain by witnessing, like, all these, like, horrible things every day. Like, I'm talking about, like, human trafficking people, right? Like, that are, like, being pursued, they're being followed or whatever, they're being investigated. Uh, okay, and so yeah. they have online, like, stuff that helps them do their shitty-ass work. Yep. Um, and then the police collect that information, and someone has to review it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those people, like, they're doing good work. They're stopping these people, but every day they go to work, they're for, like, eight hours, they're putting this shit into their brain, you know what I mean? So they're getting all messed up. Yep. So that's what I was saying about, like... I wasn't saying this, but I'm going to say it now. But I always say, like, I'm happy that those people exist because they do a job that I could never freaking do. Like paramedics, ER doctors, like... First responders in general on, on scenes. Yeah. Like, like uh, I'm glad they exist. Firefighters and yeah, uh, EMS. Yeah. Because yeah. if it was up to me, like, I would definitely do my best. You know what I mean? But, like, it would take a toll... And I'm glad that those, there's those people that are like, oh, I want to do that. Like, they get thrilled out of it. You know what I mean? We don't do a very good job of supporting them. No. Especially EMS. Oh, EHS, man, those people have it rough. Like, they do a really, really tough job, man. And, like, you got to think, even an ER doctor, by the time, like, a lot of times, by the time the patient gets to them, a lot of the trauma has been, like, arrested. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm, and I'm not trying to make light of their situation. They definitely deal with a bunch of stuff. But they're just dealing with uh, bodies, right? They don't... In a, an they, emergency doctor, yeah, like in a real emergency, isn't like really talking to the person. Right, exactly, yeah. The EMS person, go like, they see where they live, usually. Yeah. They, get, they probably met a kid or two. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when the, they showed up for mom, like, within five minutes, they very very quickly understand our family. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And now they're going to, so they're driving up into Halifax being like, this woman's got five kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's heavier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I've met three, I met three of them mm -hmm. and uh, they're panicking and, but then the doctor's just like, okay, a woman in uh, early fifties presenting as right. uh, whatever, bleed on the brain. Yeah. It's all just abstract. Yeah, it's it's to keep, it's probably a lot easier to keep the arms length distance. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, my, theirs probably comes after. The, it the, would, I think, in the yeah. recovery part where they're like helping the patient get better, and then they're seeing yeah. the family come in and visit, and like. But to me, that and that's like again, still not emergency room doctor, though. Mm. You know, that's true. That's true. That's why I think like people say like that you got to be cold like for some of this stuff. In order to do your job well, yeah, you, you got to be cold. You got to distance yourself, like emotionally, and that's another thing. Like that's great if you can do it, great. 
and I don't I don't distinguish between that form of love and like the type that you would you would have someone um, like you know you know come and give you a hug or whatever kneel down and pray with you whatever you want that's good that's a great form of love too but I find if you need to saw someone's arm off you know what I mean with a blunt instrument to save his life yeah. and you're cold enough to do that but you save his life I'm like that's a pretty good form of love too you know what I mean yeah it's a sacrifice to be that cold. Yeah, exactly. Or they say it's cold, but it's really not. It's really not cold, really. It's this needs to get done now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you call it cold if you want, but I guarantee a lot of those guys go home. Men and women go home, and they they feel very proud of the contrib- contribution that they've made, even if they've seen some oh, pretty absolutely, crazy stuff. Absolutely, they feel pr- proud of the contribution. That goes without saying. It's this degree to which they can feel pride and also feel like they are able to emotionally handle the range of stresses that were put on their brain that day. And that's the part where you're right, we do not support them at all. Like no. we, we don't support them even as well as we support a piece of mechanical equipment, which is crazy. Like if you have a truck, <clears throat> you buy it you buy like a, a freight liner like a, you know, like a fucking uh, a freight truck, right? It comes with all yeah, these like, like rules. Like an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, it comes with all these rules. First of all, you got to get a professional driver to move it around, right? Yeah. And he can only drive it so many hours, and he's got to keep a logbook. Second Did of you all, know that that is the number one job in Canada. <clears throat> is it? Like for, in terms of more people are employed driving trucks than any other job in Canada because our freight's moving around so much. Freight movement freight. Anyway, this is inconsequential to your point. Sorry. Yeah. But the point is, is that when we make something a mechanical piece of equipment, yeah, you make it. It comes with a limitation. It comes with a top end like limitation. So the engineer will say, yeah, this propeller can spin uh, eight. It's it's meant <laughs> to be operational at, at eight eight hundred. I don't know what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Wrong numbers here, but eighty thousand revolutions per second or something, right? It'll yeah. say that's oh, its, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. that's its operational eighty pounds per square inch too. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So something like that. Oh yeah. And so they'll give you the operational like tolerance. That's where you're supposed to operate this thing. Then it'll give you a max, right? It can do as much as this in an emergency or whatever. So you could spin it up to like ninety if you want to. And then it'll give you a do not exceed. Like if yeah. you spin it this far, it will blow apart. It will not work for you anymore. You know what I mean? So do never exceed this level. And so that's what the engineer, and he stamps it right on the piece of equipment, right? And if humans had that, right, on the back of our necks, right, we went to work, like a paramedic would be like, this person can handle, like, this level of trauma every single day, right? For three hours or four hours a day, you you can be confident they can stitch up, like, a, you know, a a second degree, like, open wound, right? Yeah. Do not put them in situations, like, every once in a while, if you need them to, they can cut off someone's arm and like stitch it up like that's like a once a month thing for them do not make them get into situations routinely where they like need to resuscitate people or they're they're picking up like you know like they're they're in like certain really bad situations do not do that right and if you do the handbook of instruction for an ehs would be if you do they need this much time off Right? They need this care. They need this level. Yeah. They need to be in the South, South Italy on a beach for this many weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they need a counselor. And we don't treat it like... We don't even treat people the way we treat mechanical equipment. We don't give them that much respect. Because like if your truck blows a tire, 
well, you're losing so much money with that truck up on the hoist getting a new tire. They do it right away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're a human and you blow a tire, mental tire, or emotional tire, they're just like, well, let's see how long he can go for. Do you know what I mean? Let's see how much, how many more miles we can get out of him. Yeah, but we can't agree on some of the basics. So, of course, we have, I think the solutions here are kind of obvious mm. and, and are coming. Um, but we can't agree on some of the basics. Like, I, I think a simple refrain to what you're saying would be, and it's not... Yeah, it would, it's not to disagree, mm. but it's a it's a way to say it's a way to justify inaction. It's pretty easy to say something's defective. Um, I, I, pe- different people have different breaking points. You can't, you, there's no consistency. A uh, piece of metal and all the different intricate pieces. We know how those are going to behave every single time. Mm. There's no individual thought. It's, it's a mechanism. I can put that sort of stamp on it because I can. I know. Yes. A human being has uh, are all too varied, so it's not possible. I think that's the refrain. Mm-hmm. I would push back on that. That with, with science, mm. we're going to very soon be able to see exactly um, in much greater detail, and it's going to become much more normalized where people are at and right. uh, being able to sort of take people's mental temperature. Yes. And But also take their mental temperature while they're experiencing mental stresses mm-hmm. in real time. I think like there's a whole area of study there that like we're big, we map the brain so much more than we even had 20 years ago mm-hmm. that uh, it's, I think it's wild. Like actually I was thinking about this today. I, no, it was the last night, <clears throat> one in the morning. Social media networks, mm-hmm. I wonder if in the future they'll be looked at like the, the doctors who knew cigarettes were causing cancer. Oh. And didn't say anything. And it'll be like a joke. Like, yeah, man, they freaking sold our data. Like, no, no, not, not sold our data, sold our sanity. Yeah. They sold our. They manipulated uh, us. Thousand percent. Yeah. Social networks are a massive manipulation tool. There, there's great parts to them too. Like, I don't know. My brother they're getting the payments. kickback, like the doctors who are recommending cigarettes. Correct. Yeah. And like you know, cigarettes. What do you know? We know now. <laughs> cigarettes are dumb. Everyone does. Even people who smoke them know they're dumb. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that you couldn't make social media networks a bit safer. Like everyone's upset that the president's been banned from Trump, mm. banned, from, banned from Twitter. Mm. Um, it's not even really a question. He should have been made a while ago. The terms of service are very clear. Right. He's been in violation for a long time. Right, right, right. Um, you said you're doing this thing and you, you're doing it wrong. You can't do it anymore. Yeah, and people say, well, freedom of speech. I said, well, yeah, freedom of speech, but uh, you've got the freedom to say whatever you want. You've got the freedom to write whatever you want. Right. And I, as an individual and or as a corporation, because yeah. corporations are people, yeah. don't forget, <laughs> have the right, uh, I have the freedom to not publish anything you write, right. not publish anything you happen to speak. Right. This, right. Isn't the, this is not the public square. Mm. I'm not shutting you down in Parade Square in downtown Halifax saying what you think. Right, right. Or, or writing a placard and standing there. Go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's freedom of speech. Yep. Using a platform that is privatized, <laughs> like, yep. there are rules, and, yep. you know, being a part of it, you get to agree, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to agree to these rules, you know, uh, is it, but the, people are saying freedom of speech, is, this isn't even close mm. to the argument. Yeah, I think some of those people are talking about, because there is a precedent that was, I think we've talked about this before, 
there there was a precedent that was set by by the company towns. Um, so like like Hershey, for example, used to make like a town. Yeah. Like and they build everything, not just yeah. the factory, but like the theater and the grocery store was all owned by Hershey. Even the streets. You know what I mean? Your house owned by Hershey. You work there, but you live there. And there was a precedent sent there that even if you're in a private space, which Hershey, that would be all Hershey property, right? Yeah. Even if you're a private space, the sidewalk on a private property is public domain. That's yes. that's the kind of precedent that people are trying to apply to the social media thing. Say, yeah, even though it's a private website, it's we they want to apply the same freedoms as the sidewalk to a public, to a, uh, the, the sidewalk to a private property is public domain. That's what they want to be able to apply so that so that they could have that freedom of speech argument. But I don't know. It's that's obviously not holding any water because it, people are getting deplatformed, and that's so obviously that that hasn't worked. But that's I think that's what those people want to have happen. Have happen. Um, but anyway, what I was saying before that's that great. that's a really I like that way. Of, I, I don't agree with it. No, but it's the, it, that's their angle. Uh, actually, right? no, that's not true. Yeah, I do agree with it to a point. Mm. There, are, you know, um, it's just a. There should what be is, some place you can go. Like the, the the rule is that like even if you live in this environment that's owned by somebody, there yeah. still should be some place you can go as a as a free like American or Canadian citizen, right? Where you can exchange ideas because in the Hershey town you couldn't get away from it, right? You 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 like your grocery store is private. You you know everywhere you went, right? Unless you wanted to go miles and miles and miles down the road and have a meeting. Well, yeah, you can do that. So is the is the internet? Isn't, isn't that the internet could itself? Be. Yeah, it could be. It's a public utility. It's available. It should be, damn well, should be accessible to everyone. And it uh, is. Like the it world. It is absolutely not. Oh, no, no. It's not. financial yeah. barriers to it's it. It's true. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, uh, to me, that is the, the sidewalk. Mm, the and Twitter is one of the stores. It's like, well, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Yeah. Sorry, that's our rule here. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, and that's the other side of the store. Yeah. You, want to, you can go make your own store. Make your own website. Yeah. Go and say whatever you want. But on the Hershey, but here's the, that's where this one gets sticky, because in the in the Hershey town, you couldn't make your own store. Hershey right, says, no. no, we have a store. You use ours, right? I, I agree completely. Yeah. That's, and that's what I mean, is the internet solves that part of the problem. Because you, you're free to go make your own store. Well, if... If... if I think the the argument there is like, am I really free to make my own Twitter? Like, I kind of need it for work. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I can make it, but like, I kind of need it for work. I kind of need it. I kind of need Facebook to connect. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never gonna see my grandmother. I, I kind of need Facebook, even if I decide to try something else. Like, so that's where, where does the when the where does that line fade of like. No, this is a private thing. You can choose to subscribe or not. Where does that blur into like, no, you kind of need that now. Like Gmail, everyone needs an email address now, right? Yeah. You can't like, get a job a, without it, one. Is it a right to have a Twitter account? It's not a right. No, no but you're saying everyone kind of needs it. You kind of need it though. Yeah. Right. So that, that's basically I mean, I don't is. even have a Twitter account, so I don't care personally. Well, honestly, I the only reason I've used Twitter for the last four years, I'll, I'll go on periodically and see what he, the president has said. Yeah. Just because it's very convenient, as everybody what was he saying? Just to make yourself mad. Uh, well, just to understand the risks that we're at, mm. to see, you know, okay, what's the situation. But you, I, um, I, I am actually very much in agreement with that. Like, I, I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan of cancel culture. I think that's really stupid. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, it, you know, if the question is, you know, where do you draw the line? Mm. I think that's exactly where it makes sense to go. 
I think we draw lines all the time. Yeah, that's what we have a judicial system for, yeah. is to help clarify those lines. Mm -hmm. And I think in the case of the president, I don't, the, 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 there's a, a whole range of political stuff that I can vehemently disagree with. Mm. Even stuff that is, is lies. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, okay, it's fine, leave it, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. you, you want to lie publicly? You have every right to do that, I guess. Mm. Um, it's more like the, uh, his, um, it's more like community standards based in my mind. Mm. Like you have to behave a certain way in a, in a community. Like yes. if you have behaved a certain way out on that sidewalk, if you started shoving every person that walks by you, <laughs> at some point the cops are going to say, uh, sir, yeah. you're going to have to come with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Or the, and that's or the what community in general, even on the, even on the, like the guy, the crazy guy on the soapbox in the corner, like people just avoid him after a while. Yeah. But yeah. if he starts getting off the soapbox and coming and pushing, yeah. you know, which is the digital equivalent to what Donald Trump does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at what point is there, have you lost the, it's one thing to stand on the soapbox and say ridiculous lies. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. You're not, people can choose to stand there and listen to you. Yeah. But you've now gotten off the soapbox um, and gone to a, to a different level. Yeah. I wonder if like after in a couple of years, he's going to realize like, man, I'm almost 80. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, his endgame sucks so bad for himself. Like, I know he's, yeah. like, he's got this, he's probably got this idea constantly going in the back of his head of, like, my brand. Like, I gotta get my brand, like, like just go, you know what I mean? Like, more, 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 more. I think he's gonna, like, at some point, it has to happen to everybody, right? Like, maybe it's on your deathbed where you just look back, and they say people on their deathbed, if you have the time to reflect, they, they come up with one of two, like, responses to their life they either say they either embrace it like at the very end right? they either say like oh this is going to be another experience like bring it on right yeah that's one type of way to approach it and then the other type of way to approach it is people go so much wasted time and it doesn't matter like how much money you've had or size yeah. you, you know what i mean like some people just think they've wasted a lot of time and other people think like okay let's take it on and there's, I was listening to a comedian last night, and he was, like, talking about playing Grand Theft Auto. And at the end, you, you play all the missions of Grand Theft Auto, but then you, you get, like, your stats at the end of the game. And it says, like, even though you've completed all the missions, there's another stat there that says, like, percentage of game completed. And it's, like, only, like, 12%, right? And so what that, what that stat means is, like, of all the possible things that you could have done in this game, right. you only did 12%. And then his his joke was like, man, what if that's like life? Like you get, you get, you die, and you go up to heaven, and and God's just like, yeah, here, uh, you're three percent. You know what I mean? It's like of all the possible things you could have done, you did about three percent of them, right? And it just he's he's just like, oh my God, that's wild to think of it that way. Yeah. What would be our number? I think it'd be less than three percent. Oh God, I think the world's yeah, huge. Mine would be fractions of a percentage. Just, a lot of it is is not your fault, but a lot of it is your fault, man. A lot yeah. of times it's like. It, like that movie Yes Man yeah, yeah. a lot of times we just say no to opportunities because they're just like uh, too that's why we went out west and up north yeah that's the exact reason mm. we were, when I was younger I was like you gotta go mm. I had to go like you know what I mean mm. I, I don't know what's gonna, what is gonna happen there but it, I'll, it'll be impossible to avoid interesting experiences right do you know what I mean like, in a completely different environment so different yeah. wild 
I like the idea of travel. I just don't have enough time and money to do it. Yeah. And I feel like if we did just pick up and go, oh, you know, let's screw it. Let's get an RV and go. It's like, well, that'd be awesome. I would love to do that for like a few months. Yeah. That's one of my dreams is to get a, a nice RV, pile the whole family in it, drive down the east coast of the United States, drive across the bottom, right? Like yeah. through Texas and everything, all the way to California, and then back up the other side and then back through Canada. Like, yeah. That would be a great trip. That would take years to do, though, properly. You know what I mean? Properly, like yeah. Three years. It would take a year yeah. to do that properly. I mean, you could do three. I mean, it would three years would be a gift. Yeah, you could, you could, fill, three, you could fill three years you with experiences could. doing yes. it that way, right? Yeah. And uh, you can take three years the, off. I'd love to do the Alaskan Highway with you. Yeah? Yeah, you guys. That would be so much fun. Are there those signs up there that say, like, last gas station for yes. 6,000 kilometers. <laughs> that becomes very important up there. Yeah. Pay attention to that stuff. But honestly, it's, it's things are so stressed out that anytime you come upon a place like that, you're stopping just to take a moment. It's so many, so long periods of nothing. Yeah. That it, when you come into something, some sort of signs of civilization aside from the road itself, right. you want to just pause for a moment. Right. Like, oh, yeah, this people up. around. Because you realize how alone you are. Right. Because you, you might go 45 minutes and not see a car coming in the opposite direction. That's amazing. Yes. So you're like, okay, if something happens here, like, you know. Man, it, you could, could get be a some while. mad podcast consumed <laughs> on that type of drive. Yeah. Yeah, we did. When I drove to Toronto to Whitehorse, mm-hmm. actually, Joel Plaskett's album three just had just come out. Yeah. That's with the three discs in it. Okay. So I must have listened to that thing because it had so many songs. It took like three hours to listen to it. Right. I just I was on repeat, mm-hmm. and the whole album is, a, is, is, is is whole three albums is about a person like who, who, who goes away from home, oh. lives an experience, and then comes back. Nice. Yeah. So it was very fitting. There's like a lot yeah. of lyrics and stuff. And I love that album. Like every time I listen to that album, I think of like driving across the prairies or oh, going up, like passing the bison. Oh man, bison are big. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I do not have a problem with long drives. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is when my ass starts getting sore. Yeah. But then you can yeah. always pull over and go to a diner or something for a bit and sit for another hour. And then... Yeah. It's true. You immediately go and sit back down yeah. too. <laughs> you stretch for like five seconds. Like, let's go grab something to eat. <laughs> sit back down. And then you finish that here. Before you go the highway, better grab a Timmy's there. Yeah. And... <laughs> Or you should eat something. You got a good Gaffigan impression. Yeah, I love Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, should did eat you go to him when he was here? No, no. We had tickets to go to see uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, and then COVID canceled his show. You have a great appreciation for comedians as well. I love comedians. Man. Yeah, I me too. It's such a great art form, man. Like it's one of the hardest there is. It's a guy with a microphone. Yeah, and he's like making a stadium you know laugh. George. Don't gender cast. It's a it's a male performer it's with a, a penis. Cis white male. Yeah. White wish cisgendered. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise can't get on stage. <laughs> yeah, they don't let you. Yeah. Now there's some good female comedians. Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a male dominated field. I think so, yeah. It is so hard to be it's hard man uh, that's a whole other kettle of fish. I am ecstatic to be to have been 
born a man. Mm. God. Uh, the shit women put up with. Like, naturally just put up with. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. And ridiculous. I saw it once. Uh, we had, like, a summertime party. And this was, like, a few years ago. Like, I don't think this would happen now. And someone, like, some, like, big guy. Like, you know, a big, fat, ugly guy. Right? Like, put his arm around Katie. Yeah. And, like, you can't, you're at a party. You know, a nice summertime, like, thing. Yeah. And he's like, ah, and, like, put her, and, like, Katie's smaller than him, physically. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? And, and I, I don't know, you probably haven't had this experience very often because you're a large person. But, like, it's almost like when you're a kid, to have, like, an adult grab you. you know? Yes. Like, ah, I'm just screwing around. And it's just, like, that stuff is a constant concern for, for women. Because they're smaller in stature, right? Yeah. Some gross, ugly man can just, as a joke, not he's not meaning to do anything bad, but he's doing that gross thing. You know, I don't think there was anything ill-intentioned about it at all, but he could just see, like, you know, she kind of got gyrated a little bit, and, like, and I'm not worried about Katie. She can handle herself. Of course, yeah. But it's that thing of you're just like, oh. And when you see it, and then you really only notice it when it's your wife, or maybe it's your daughter, or, like, you know what I mean? It's your sister. And then you're just like, oh, okay, that sucks. That's a sucky thing that you deal with. You know what I mean? All the time. Yeah. And I would fucking hate it if some massive man, like, that was gross. Even if he weren't gross. Just like a massive bodybuilder just like, hey, man. And, like, put his arm around me and gyrated my body a little bit when I didn't ask him to. And, if I, and like, if that happened once a year, I'd be like, oh, that sucked. But it happens to women, like, a lot. That's just one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But people don't like... I took a few seconds to describe that. And I think if you listen to that description, you kind of like... And if you've seen it before, you're probably thinking like, yeah, that that sucks. But like, that's one. Yeah. It's never ending. Mm. And we like... We've made progress in the last few years. We, we have made... Unbelievable progress over a long period of time. If you right. like this, let's say like let's take a hundred year window. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is one area that I have con- uh, moral confusion about, mm. or it, it, it is is around. Like clearly, I am. Um, uh, I think I, to me, I think it's clear based on my behavior and the work that I do that I am very open to. Uh, a range of cultures and faiths mm. you know like I'm, I'm very interested in who are you as a person mm. um, and I don't see any reason why we should be any more fearful of Muslims than we should be fearful of Catholics for God's sakes mm. you know in like the I met this person sort of way like they're human beings all human beings mm-hmm. um, but the the, the faith-based experience of being uh, like a female uh, in, uh, in different religions mm. uh, and the implications of that what you're expected to do or not expected to do mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like the, the the great unhad conversation mm. this is like okay well, like what, what's the I, I, I need to, I certainly need to educate myself more on this before, you know 
before I really talk more about it, I guess, but at some point, how does a woman who is, say, wearing a full um, hijab or something like that, you know what I mean, like a burqa, or, yeah, full burqa, yeah, yeah, um, thank you, uh, are they all happy, is this what they all, does that make sense? I know what you're saying. Like, is it, uh, I don't even want to be blunt about it, because to even suggest this also says that, well, the, then I'm implying that that woman doesn't have the ability to stand up for herself, and I don't mean that at all. Mm-hmm. She can choose whatever she wants. Maybe that's what all of them have done. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, growing up in faith myself, I know I do things all the time out of a, 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 a moral minefield that's mm-hmm. tied to my religion. Mm-hmm. And it's not a quality aspect of my life. It's something I deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, the guilt and all these things that come from, that are totally irrational emotions that I experience because of being raised uh, so Catholic mm-hmm. or Christian. Uh, you know, so I'm sh- certain that a, that a, a woman wear, wearing a burqa who has also like uh, can't speak to a man uh, without her father or her brother or you know someone a male from her family present, mm-hmm. like. I don't know. Why are we? Are we like? How do we? How do we get through that and have that conversation? And and like, I don't know. I just wonder if in twenty years we'll look back and say, "Man, we were all very cool with the fact that these women uh, were, were kind of being marginalized." I mean, on its I face, think, it very much looks like they're being marginalized. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I, it's so, so sensitive. And I, I, last thing I would want to do is offend anyone. Of course. Um, in discussing it, I'm trying to understand it and, and consider. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a concept that needs to be like widely understood, which is that all people everywhere are victims of their culture. And like, Interesting. if you you're feeling like a certain way about a certain garment that another culture has, um, it that's that's a victim. That's a that's a, a lens that you have a perception on as well because of your culture, right? So really, we don't. Nobody really knows for sure if they're on the good team. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If they're the good guys. Yeah. We all think we're the good guys. We all assume it too. Yeah. Even, even the bad guys think they're the good guys. Of course, right? So if 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 this if this uh, which I would call a finding. It's 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 provable and testable that like uh, you are a product of your environmental conditioning. Um, if that understanding comes more to the top, rises to the top of how we interpret like humans and cultures, yeah, and that we can say instead of you having a, a choice in what you do, um, instead of all of your behaviors be, being controlled by your choices and your decisions. We say, yeah, some of that's true. Some there are there are aspects of choice that exist, but you cannot escape your culture. You are a victim of that culture. Then you can then we can start to like understand it a little bit better. Yeah, and at least yeah. the understanding it can, and then it can bring like with an understanding that you can be both a victim of culture and also be the beneficiary of great culture. Like hundred percent, both of those things can happen for the same culture. So there's yeah, a interesting. There's a thing about, about like the physical world, right? <laughs> Which is like, as humans, we're 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 there. There are other animals that make things, right? Like beavers make dams and stuff like this, right? Yeah. But as humans, we have a unique. 
unique ability to to envision a different environment and then construct it, which yes. is really cool. Something that never existed before, we can think about it and then we can build it. And what that does is it's it's a cool uh, it's like a it's like a double-edged sword. So humans have the ability to change their environment and then guess what? The environment returns the favor. And that's the other part. That that second part is a part we haven't fully grasped as a as a human like as a species, we haven't grasped that. When you make a physical change, when you put this building here, yeah. right, it changes the people that are around that building. If that was grasped, we'd be a lot more careful of the height of the buildings, right? We'd be a lot yeah. more careful of how many we put in, a, in an area. Do you want to go? Yeah. Okay. Um, we got floor to lay today. What's that? Oh, floor to floor lay. lay. Yeah. I thought you said Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Florida. Yeah, floor to lay. Yeah, I love that line. Um, I don't want to be a product of my environment. Right. But I you, want my environment to be a product of me. Well, you can, that's the beautiful thing, right? <laughs> Is that we can change the, we have the ability to change the environment. And the, and the thing about it is that we do it every single day. We all, we, all of us put stuff out there to change the environment, right? Yeah. This podcast is going to change someone's environment. It's going to change everyone's environment. Yeah. The world will be shifted by this conversation. I think so. I think so. Right, but it depends on uh, what everything. Your environment is not like people say. Like, well, how do you explain you know two identical twins, same environment, but that one grows up to be an athlete, one grows up to be a scientist? How do you explain that? Say no, they don't have the same environment. Did they eat the exact same foods? Did they have the same quality of sleep? Did they? You know what I mean? Like the environment is every different possible stimulus that you can put into your. Nobody has the same environment. No, it's like a fingerprint, right? Yeah. Um, but. What we don't understand, what we, we give a lot of credit to is genetics. We give a lot of credit to freedom of choice. And we don't get, I think like on a, on a large scale, we don't give a lot of credit to what your culture does to you and how it influences. So I think to answer your, or to like touch on your question, some, some, some women that are wearing full burkas love it. They fucking love it. They can't yeah. get enough of it. And some of them are like, this is crazy that I have to do this every day. Yeah. It depends on their environment. And just because they're Muslim, just because they come from the Middle East, doesn't mean they have the same environment. Correct. Do you know what I mean? So every, like I said, everyone has a different, like a fingerprint. And I bet, I bet you there are women who hate wearing burqas. Yep. Um, but long to feel like the girls who love wearing them. 100%. Because, you know, they don't want to... They think there's something know. wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like... That's a big part of it, too, especially with women. They all... Like so many women think there's something wrong with them, right? Oh, because yes, it's a billion dollar, billion and billion dollar industry making sure women feel insecure. Mm -hmm. That's why they buy it. You gotta keep people buying things. Yep, gotta keep that industry turning. So on that note, go to fatherfigure.pro go to Pro and buy some merchandise, or you will not be a quality father. If Remember, you think this SS feed costs twelve dollars a month, so you gotta help Geo at least. If you think you're quality, actually, you know what we should well. do right now? What? It's not light work. It's not light enough. I don't think for a vid. Oh, uh, don't do a video. No video. No. no. <laughs> well, what are we gonna do? A photo? For what? For the artwork. No, I don't even agree with that custom artwork. You don't agree with it? No. The flash on like a selfie in the dark is really weird. But that made a good photo look. Please have a scale. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.
It's a great artwork photo. <laughs> Please have a scalp. Yeah. Oh, the figure that pro. By the way, the glasses and the beard. That the one that you post that uh, Kirsten posted you because she's being nice to you. Yeah. On your anniversary. Yeah, that should be your profile. That's like handsome, handsome guy. The glasses, the beard on the dark background. Yeah. Bald head. You're like, yeah, I get that. I know. Oh no no, I just I'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I'm I know a, the I'm photo a, you mean. I'm a handsome fella. It's weird. I have How come that's not your profile? Oh, that's a, I have a decent photo now. I instantly see good looking photos of me and make it my profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never had a photo profile picture? 